Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us at Super Talk dot fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from we appreciate all you guys our great listeners especially our service men and women out there taking care of us we want to thank our sponsors at strange brew coffee house and churn and spoon ice cream start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over here in starkville at strange brew coffee house or at brupolo over there in tupelo be kind of weird if brupolo was in Cortland, don't you think Cortland, Cortland, the brute brutland doesn't really work. Never, I don't know if I've been to Cortland. It's just outside of Batesville. Yeah, maybe I have. You probably have. It's it's the uh, Cortland is a town. A lot of the players that go to South Panola are actually from. I think the Strongs were from Cortland. It's like, is it close to North Panola? I've always heard that's where a lot of the South Panola kids <laughs> yeah. I I think Batesville is actually yeah Batesville is actually further north than is uh, Cortland. So Cortland might be legit. I don't okay. want any, any, any USP fans mad at us, though, so we'll just leave that alone. And to tell you that wherever you live in our great state, if you want Strange Brew Coffee, all you've got to do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and they'll deliver it right to your door, including the super awesome new K-Cups, which continue to be a top seller. If you've got a Keurig, you can have Strange Brew Coffee every single morning. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find maroon and white merchandise that you can't find just anywhere else. Whatever you're looking for, Mississippi State, they've got it at College Corner for yourself, for your family, for your car, your house, your tailgate, whatever it is. Take advantage of that. They're always running great sales and always want to check online it's at collegecornerstore.com to find out what the latest and greatest deals are. Humble Taco, Mississippi Fair with, I'm sorry, Mexican Fair with Mississippi Roots. I always, I always get that back. Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you something real quick. This is just my personal opinion. I feel it's more Southern than Mexican. I feel like they've taken southern food and made it into, into Mexican food, as opposed. It really, to- it really kind of is. I mean, we mixture fried of chicken, smoked pork, fried chicken, fried. I like. I love fried chicken. I do love fried chicken. I, I, I will never ever be the one to tell you that I don't. So, if you like great tacos, if you like southern food, and you want to see them amalgamated, I just used a big word there. If you want to see them put together in such a delicious way, then the only place to go to do that in this world that we call the earth is Humble Taco. Firehouse Subs, that's the place to head for lunch each and every day because they just got such a great variety of sandwiches, you know, hot and cold sandwiches. Of course, my favorite, the meatball. And there's so many ways to, you know, to spruce everything up. They got the full bar full of toppings there, whatever you're looking for. Always great deals to be found online, especially when you follow them on Twitter. Just download the Firehouse Subs app, place your order. It's ready within minutes, and then you're going to pile up the reward points so you're eating free sooner rather than later. Locations here in Starkville, Oxford, 
Columbus and Tupelo, Flo and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. It's Rumblings Day, Robbie Falk. I know you're always super excited by that. I love Rumblings Day. You want to know why I like Rumblings Day? It's the day we don't have to think. People ask us. People handle the content for us. I'd argue that I hardly ever think. Fair enough. So, well, and that's not being cocky. That's just me saying I don't. My brain is small. It's okay. It's okay to admit that every now and then. Ah, uh, let's see here. Where where are we here? Uh, we'll start it off. Our good friend Colton we Colton Watson says, "What? Who is actually the most toxic fan base in the SEC, and why is it Tennessee?" No, seriously, I want it to be Ole Miss or LSU so bad, but Tennessee continues consistently proves they are the absolute worst. Why are they the way they are? There are more and less successful programs that are way nicer. Tennessee doesn't know how to handle success. No. They, they, they've been down for so long in football. When, you know, if you're a person of my age, Tennessee was the preeminent program in the SEC for the better part of a decade. They were the top dog, them in Florida. And now Florida has still maintained some success. They've won a national championship, you know, in recent memory. Tennessee has not. And so you have that. And then well, they're, they're cocky about everything and they're not great at anything. Right. right now. And then this baseball not, thing is just, it's just ridiculous. It's out of control at this point. And I, I know there's some more questions about this because I think they, I mean, Right now, that's the hot topic, and maybe you're going to answer some other questions. I don't know, but um, I'll just say, yes, that fan base is absolutely toxic, mm-hmm. and especially on social media, and it's not just Mississippi State fans that think that. It's recruits. Mm-hmm. It's coaches from other schools. It's administrators from other schools. A.J. Brown, I think, I think it was A.J. Brown, they asked him who was the worst fan base on Twitter, and he said Tennessee. Wow. And that's when he was yeah. playing in Tennessee for the Titans. No, no, he was. Or he was either at Ole Miss or getting recruited. I think it was AJ Brown. I might be wrong about that. I, oh. And if I am, I apologize. But there was a recruit a couple years ago, a few years ago, that said, was asked, "Who's your favorite fan base on Twitter, and who's your least favorite? Who's the worst fan base?" And Tennessee was the worst. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My experience in the last couple of days, which I've seen it before, my experience is overwhelmingly this is the worst fan base on Twitter. All right. So let's let's talk about you and fan bases. Yes. We have the we, South we have Carolina a women's basketball. We have a question about that okay. later. Do you want to we'll say that? To we'll come back to it. We'll okay. Come back to it. Uh my friend Brian McDuff wants to know have you ever felt like you were going to be murdered in a cab or Uber? Yes. I certainly have. Very recently. Mine was uh mine was in Omaha. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mine was this past weekend on the Gulf Coast. Uh you know, had a little, little we had a little incident there. Uh, uh okay. Are you gonna tell us what it was? Well, I mean, this guy, like he should Is this why up. this is coming up? Huh? Is this why this is coming up? Yes, he wanted to he wanted to meet okay. me to tell the story. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we we call for an Uber and the guy shows up. And we actually remembered him from the year before. He had picked us up. And it's easy to remember him because his car is all lit up. And, like, it's just – it's like a party in there. So we're excited. You get in the car. He opens up. He's got a a cooler full of beer and and airplane bottles of Fireball. It's like, just get what you want. No problem. What the heck? So he takes us down there, and he's he's like, look, you know, here's my number. If you guys just want to call me later, 
I'll, I'll be happy to come pick you up. On the way there, he's relating this story of how he went to Maine for his high school reunion, which he's not from Maine, and how he almost got arrested up there, and he was not happy about it and blah, blah, blah. Well, fast forward, you know, five hours later, and we call him to get a ride back, which was dumb, by the way. It ended up costing us like an extra 20 bucks. because He was like, just give me some, some gas money. And we were like, let's just give him this. Whereas just getting an Uber would have been 20 bucks. Yeah. But regardless. So we get in the car and, wanna, and the guys are like, hey, we, we had some questions about this whole main story. I don't think the guy remembered picking us up, first and foremost. Because when I texted him, I was like, hey, it's the guys from, from the Golden Nugget. Can you come get us? And he was like, yeah, I'll be there in a few minutes. And then when the guy we got in the car, he's like, where are we going? Like, record the cold nugget. <laughs> and he, he just didn't have any recollection, I don't think. So he, we're like, so how did you almost get arrested? I didn't almost get arrested. That's what you said. And so as soon as we ask him that question, he takes a turn off into like this, this side road into an alley. And we're like, oh, here we go. We are about to be murdered. And it turned out, okay, we got out of the car. And, we, and then the rest of the weekend, whenever we would get an Uber, we were, like, making sure it wasn't his name. Like, we don't want him again. Make sure it's not Roger. It was, I'm not going to say his name. I will protect the innocent. But, or, yeah. you know, possibly guilty. Is he innocent? Innocent until proven guilty, I guess. I guess so. So, yeah, it was, it was a, little, a little dicey there for a second. Uh, Tanner Bolware wants to know, who are some Mississippi State baseball commits who have a chance to make an immediate impact next season? Uh, I mean, it just depends on who they get to to school. Yeah. Obviously, I mean that's the that's always the uh, the big question is who's going to come to school. But yeah. feels like I mean, obviously, if they were to come to school, Ross Highfield and Jet Williams would be guys who you might see start next year. Oh yeah, no doubt. Jet Williams might be your starting shortstop mm-hmm. or second baseman. Yeah, um, I feel would probably start behind the plate. Dakota Jordan, if he comes in. Could uh, Evan Sieri from Startville, I think, could make an impact. Startville Academy mm-hmm. um, on the mound. Uh, Bradley Lofton mm-hmm. from DeSoto Central could make an impact. I'm trying to think who else. I mean, there's some Juco guys that could. Yeah, I mean, there's um, no, there's no real chance for Gerangelo. Uh, gosh, I can Sagente. Yeah. Yeah, the the both arm guys. It seems unlikely he'll be at Mississippi State. So yeah, but and of course uh, it seems you know, unlikely that Jet Williams will be as well. Right, Colby Holcomb, I think is the is a big get if they can get him to school. The Northeast Community College guy, mm-hmm. throwing in the like mid to high nineties, like leading the country in strikeouts. That's a guy that you need to get in, and he needs to be like in your rotation next year. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Also here from Tanner, what are the chances Teddy Allen is a Bulldog next season? Um, you know, I would say very slim because I think he's going to stay in the draft. Stay in the draft, but it feels like if he does come out of the draft, that Mississippi State might be the the, the best the best spot for him. Should have a good chance. Okay, sounds good. Landon Etheridge wants to know what's your favorite Netflix documentary. That is a good question because I have a billion of them. Um. You know, I loved uh, Making a Murderer. Mm-hmm. I loved the um, the RFK documentary. Okay. Big history guy. Um, 
uh, I, I don't. Is it on? Is the is the OJ Made in America documentary on Netflix? No, that was an ESPN documentary. Okay, because that might be my favorite documentary ever. What about last uh, with last last dance last dance will probably be the the top one. Mm-hmm. Last chance use solid. It, it's not. It's not on my. Really, that's is that really a documentary? considering that you know that's that's teams you actually cover. Is that really a documentary or is that just a? I would consider it a documentary. I mean, I don't know. All right. Um, oh. I'll tell you what I really like. The keepers okay. is probably one of is probably up there as well. The keepers. I'm not familiar with the that keepers. One. It's about a uh, a murder of a nun at a Catholic school, an all girls school mm-hmm. in uh, Baltimore. And I think I think one I, of the I girls think. there. One of the girls there basically said that it was like the the father that was over the school mm-hmm. that it was pretty much him because he had he. He had uh, like raped several girls in the school or something, mm-hmm. and um, he basically had. Well, never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to uh, give it away. But it's really good. It's really good. I think you should watch it. Okay. Uh, let's see here. The sorcerer asks us rank these five awful WWE gimmicks: T.L. Hopper, the goon, MVP, the baseball gimmick. Friar Ferguson and Duke the Drum Dumpster Drozy. I don't remember Friar Ferguson. I don't either. MVP was the he had a painted face, right? I believe that's correct. Um, I mean, Teal Hopper has to be the worst. Which, by the way, the plumber. Uh, he was that's Steve Lombardi. That's the Brooklyn Brawler. Teal Hopper? No, no, the MVP. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he went from that to, or he was like Brooklyn Bar- Brawler, then that, then back to Brooklyn Brawler, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the MVP thing was did not last very long. I got to Google Friar Ferguson. Friar have- Ferguson, I don't remember. Where's Bastion Booger on here or Mantar? Yeah, or or uh, who was the the magician guy? Fan- Fantasio. I don't remember him. When was that? Was that early nineties? Yeah. So, oh, God, of course. Friar Ferguson is the same guy who was Bastion Booger. Oh, uh, he was Mantar as well, Norman right? the lunatic. Wasn't he Mantar as well? I don't think he was Mantar. I knew he was, was, uh, was, he was Norman also, the lunatic. No, he was not Mantar. Let's, let's see who okay, Mantar Very similar <laughs> body terrible, style. Terrible gimmicks here. <laughs> Mantar was Mike Halleck, who was also... Uh, nobody else of note. So, okay. Well, I'm gonna say. I mean, what? what how do we rank these? The worst? They're all terrible. Do, do we rank them the worst bad. or the best? Or I think what? they're all equally bad. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna rank them like I'm gonna say Teal Hopper, Duke the Dumpster Drosy, MVP Friar Ferguson and the Goon. See, Friar Ferguson needs to be the worst because I have no memory of it. Well, I don't even know how we're supposed to rank these. Yeah, you're right. Moving forward, what are some famous storylines that were popular in the past that would can't get canceled today? I don't think you could do the Nation of Domination today. I think you could do it because it would kind of play into the social justice stuff. You'd have to be careful, though, with it. 
Yeah. Remember when Roddy Piper did blackface when he wrestled Bad News Brown? You yeah. There's no doing that. I don't think you could do Gold Dust the way he was originally done. No, I don't think you could do. I don't think you do uh, Val Venus. You definitely yeah. couldn't get his uh, choppy choppy no. P thing. You couldn't do um, what Adri- Adrian Adonis. Yeah, you couldn't do that. Um, you definitely could not do the thing with Piper painting his body half of his body black. No, you couldn't do that. So, uh, yeah, those are a few. So, yeah, I mean, any anything that's sexual. Like really sexual and really yeah. racist. Yeah. Can't do. Can't do. All right. Kivas Wright wants to know with the baseball- which, ta- which takes away most of Vince McMahon from about nineteen eighty eight to nineteen ninety nine. You're right. Kivas Wright asks us, with the baseball team dropping the series at Missouri, do you see a lot of fans turning the page to the upcoming football season? The problem is, as we discussed a few weeks back, there's not a lot of excitement for football either. <laughs> Can they turn the page to basketball? Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's a big unknown, though. So I don't. How about you turning the page to volleyball? Now we're talking. Now we're talking. <laughs> um, what's your favorite streaming service and your favorite show on the service? Hmm. Uh. Either Netflix, probably Netflix. Okay. It's got the most. It's got the widest variety of things that i've watched yeah outside of you know like youtube tv and where it has all of my shows on it at this right. point but you know netflix show there? And, and right now it's um ozark because okay the last part of the final season just came out yeah i would go i'm gonna call hbo max because i mean i didn't watch the sopranos on hbo max right yeah. so i'm gonna go disney plus and say the mandalorian Disney Plus is up there for me. Has all the Marvel stuff. It's good stuff. Delvin Irwin wants to know, why is Swayze called a small field when it appears it's larger than Duty Noble Field? 330 to left, 390 to center, 330 to Swayze at right, and 305 at Duty Noble Field. The alleys are about 10 inches or 10 feet uh, closer at Duty Noble Field. For whatever reason, though, it plays small. Yeah, it's not it's not so much the dimensions that makes a park small or large. Right. And listen, Duty Noble Field is playing small. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, what we're not saying that Duty Noble plays big and Swayze plays small. I think I think Duty Noble has become a hitter's ballpark as well. Uh but Swayze plays differently than Duty Noble, with the exception that Duty Noble, I think right field plays pretty small and left for, to a certain extent as well. But, you know, you have that short that, you know, the where the Ackerson Plaza kind of leans out a little bit. It's a little easier to poke one out in right field at, at state. But, yeah, I mean, Ole Miss plays much smaller to me than state does. It's just the way – I don't know where it's positioned or how it's sitting or whatever – it ju- the ball just flies out of there. Yeah, it just does. So. Uh, Flint asks us, worried about the men's basketball roster for the upcoming season or too soon to hit the panic button? Need more impact transfers and fast. And fast? It's the first game tomorrow? No, that, I mean, they're, they're yeah. fine. Plenty. But, no, no. Wait, wait. I mean, wait and see. But, I mean, they're, and they're in on a ton of guys. I mean, there's yeah. going to be people available. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Uh, Bailey asks us, there are so many players in the portal, yet recruiting talk has been pretty silent for months outside of kickers. 
Are we content with our roster? Are we silently talking to people? Or do we just not have NIL money in place to compete? Football hype seems very low. Literally last week, State picked up a cornerback. Literally last week. What, yeah, but what are we talking about? I mean, they, they picked up a, they've picked up a, two corners, a safety, an offensive lineman, and two wide receivers in the portal. Just because they didn't go the old Miss route, I mean, doesn't mean they weren't active. They didn't need to. They returned 17 starters. Yeah, I think it's just become like the thing, like everybody just expects you to get all these transfers in. And yeah, because that's just kind of the landscape of college football and college sports at this point. And these teams building a transfer portal and they see other teams doing it and they think that they need to do it too. But the reality is, state just had to fill a couple of spots here and there. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Brogan Fairchild asks us, how can I get some of Sam Purcell's energy? Uh, I inject some of his DNA into your body. I don't know. He strikes me like, you know, I don't think he's, is he, I don't think he's chugging Red Bulls either. I think he just comes by it naturally. Yeah. I've talked to him, you know, by myself a few times mm-hmm. and he has the same like demeanor about him in a one-on-one conversation that he does away from, you know, in a press conference setting or whatever. Like, he will sit there and sell me on his, like, recruiting pitch or something, you know, in just a regular conversation. Like, I, hey, you don't, you don't have to recruit me. But that's who he is. I mean, he is, a, he is a fireball of energy at all times. Right. He's a recruiter by trade. And, I mean, that's just that, – that energy carries over for sure. Uh, also from Brogan, uh, with the recent transfers to men's basketball, men's basketball, do you have any concerns over the amount of scholarship players on the roster? No. They will get players in. This is how it is. Everybody is in flux right now. When we get to the season, State will have the requisite amount of players. Yeah, it's going to – you know, it's going to be like this for a lot of teams every year. It's just this is how it is at this point. Agreed. Uh, Rumblings twit. Why shouldn't I be concerned that Lamonis is another Chiswick or Orgeron? Inherited teams built for Omaha. Now key players lost and he won't make the tournament. Don't say it can't happen because Auburn or LSU didn't think so either. Thanks. Yeah, I know. It's, 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 it's kind of painful, guys. It's kind of painful. I mean, it's going to be okay. I don't. I don't understand why everybody is just so quick to jump off the bandwagon here. I, I, well, it's incredible. If you remember last year, I mean, even right before getting to Omaha, it was some of the same stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, this is this this kind of thing can't happen routinely at Mississippi State. I, I get it. I understand the frustrations. I know everybody's upset about the, this team shouldn't be missing regionals, and that's that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But do we have to make these definitive statements every single year when things start going bad? Right. We got to compare him to Gene Chizik. I mean, my God, guys, Gene Chizik had one dude carry him to a national championship, and he had one really good season. Mm-hmm. Chris Lamonis took two teams to Omaha in his first three years, and the other year he didn't do it because they cut the season short. Yeah. I mean, can we get can we get a little bit further sample size here to see if the guy sucks? It's just, it, it really is. 
I, I really thought that, you know, winning a national championship would get Lamonis a lot of, of built-in credit. It hasn't. It hasn't. No. It, it, it's, 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 and again, I, I get it. A lot of money is invested in this program. Yeah. A lot of time and effort. I, I understand completely. There's a lot of expectations. But we're not even a year removed from national championship, and we're comparing him to Ed Orgeron. I mean, let's right. let's just yeah. Guy from Gulfport, what's the worst Mississippi State related rumblings question, excluding this one? You can recall being asked. That last one wasn't great. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I have there. I I'll say this: the the worst one never got asked on this show because I'm sure I've gotten some that were like. Can we shoot the coach or something? So <laughs> we'll just move on. Uh, Norm, got to pick one for the rest of your life. Bagel bites or pizza rolls? This is not pizza even a rolls. question. It's not even a question. It's pizza rolls. Yeah. Bagel bites are too much. Made. Too much bread. Too much bread on the bagel. They're just not good. There's The sauce is funky on a bagel bite. I'm not a fan. You got to cook these things the correct way, too. To me, microwaves don't do these justice. You got to put them in a in a little conventional oven or um, something of the sort. The air it's got to yes, they got to be crispy. Yes, yes. If you can't get them too crispy. If you get no. them too crispy and you burn them or they, right. they're too hard, you want you want that sauce just starting to ooze out a little bit. Yes, that's when they're done. I used to do pizza pizza rolls like three times a week whenever I was a bachelor. So you and me have so much in common. Uh, we'll do one more before we go to the break here. Nathan Taylor wants to know, Robbie, what are you trying to cook in this picture? And how defensive do you think? You this is the worst question in rumbling history. I think we should skip it. Hold on. Do we? Do I know Nathan? Is he one of your our friends? From you the- do. He, he, we went out oh, to it is. Him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, looks like you're trying to cook pancakes there. Okay. Let me explain this. Because Nathan was very, <laughs> Nathan was very rude about this. Mm-hmm. And he did not. Give the he would not be a good journalist. He did not cover the entire story here. So the griddle that I'm on, which usually this is the pancake palooza at First Baptist Church. It's free pancakes, bacon, sausage. Uh, you would very much enjoy it. Uh, Where's my invite? In blanket. You're not a college student. It's for oh. college students getting ready for finals. I got. And you. So every year, twice a year, or I guess it's, I can't remember how many times. But we do this the pancake palooza at First Baptist Church. And um, usually I'm cracking eggs to put in the mix. Everybody has their job. So I come in and I'm all flustered because there's a man cracking the eggs already when I got there. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm like, what, what do I do? So there's an open griddle. And in, in the past, our pastor has manned one of those griddles. Or uh, Dr. Mark Keenum has done it a couple of times. Well... The, our, our pastor is not on the griddle. So they say, well, you just jump on. You, you know how to make pancakes. Yeah, I do it all the time. I mean, I don't do it all the time, but I've done it before several times. So I get over there. Feels hot. Griddle feels hot. And I put, pour the mix on the griddle. And I sit there for like two or three minutes thinking that it's cooked through so i'd start turning them and it just falls apart oh it looks bad the griddle the griddle is is not working properly so second time through i've adjusted it a little bit they get a little better and i told nathan he came through there the first time i flipped them and came through there took pictures took a video 
they made fun of me. Everybody, ha, ha. And I said, the third time through, when I figure out the temperature of this griddle, I promise you, we will have some perfection on the pancakes. Mm -hmm. Third time through, there were nice, golden, brown, crispy, perfectly good pancakes. And he did not take a picture of those pancakes the third time through. I believe you. I believe and, that you are. It turns account. out, I mean, the griddle, the, the uh, our friend Michael Newman, who's on the other griddle, who's very good, veteran of the veteran of the trade, mm-hmm. he had the good griddle. He had the big one, and he told me, "I hate that griddle. It is, it, it's real finicky. It's tough to figure out the temperature, and like the the uh, burners would go in and out. Like they would." Some of them would would stay on for a little bit. Some of them would, would turn off in the middle of it. So Nathan did not tell you the true story. That picture is is it's only half false well, advertising. As Paul Harvey would say, now we know the rest of the story. We need to ask. We need to ask the college students what they thought of the pancakes. We do. We do. Well, we'll let's get to the rest of our questions. We'll do that after this break. Thanks to our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. They want to remind you that beef. It's what's for dinner. If you're cooking out this weekend, the weather should be fantastic. Throw some beef on the grill. Steaks, burgers, kebabs, whatever it is you're trying to put together, beef is always going to be the best choice. If you're looking for recipes, man, go to msbeef.org. They have got a boatload of them there, along with a lot of great information about the beef industry here in the Magnolia State. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. I just ate there last week. I find myself craving it again. And once again, once again, somebody asked us, you know, hey, where should they go? Where did we tell them? Go to Two Brothers. You know, that's, people are coming into town this weekend. We're telling them to go to Two Brothers. It's just, it's just the, the, the place to be. Great food. Great people there. Always a fun atmosphere. And one of Starville's, you know, better night spots as well. If you're looking to go out and, and have some good time, they usually got live music on the weekends. It's always great stuff. Check them out over there in the heart of the kind district. That's Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems, they make it really easy with great products and great service. I know everybody makes that same offer to you, but not everybody can deliver the way Advantage Business Systems does. If you own a business, if you've had a copier or a printer go down, you know what a pain it can be to get somebody out there to fix that, but not with Advantage Business Systems because you're dealing with Mississippians, somebody here in the state who can be there within 24 to 48 hours, not a week to 10 days later, somebody who's going to take care of you right then and there, just like you were their neighbor, because they are. That number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. All right, next questions here are from Jason Luckett. Why does everyone hate you over this Tennessee-Auburn bat flip thing? Also, on the same note, why does Tennessee's head coach appear to be such a D-bag? I don't think everybody hates me, do they? No, I don't think everybody hates you. And, and I think it's just Patello, Tennessee people. I don't even tell it does not appear to be a D-bag. He is a D-bag. <laughs> There's a huge difference. That's, and that's where, that's where all of the cues come from. Mm-hmm. It all starts with one person. Yeah. When your head coach is out there puffing up his chest, uh, you know, walking out to the umpire and bumping him, throwing throwing the bats back at the home plate, uh, that's where you get all that. That's where the hat comes from. That's where the John Snow coat comes from in the dugout. That's where throwing the bats into the left field lounge after they hit home runs comes from. It's all from him. 
And at some point, it's going, there's going to be a fight on the field between two teams. There's going to be people with broken noses. Somebody's going to swing a bat or something. And we're all going to blame Tony Vitello for this. It's going to be his fault. So I've never seen a fight in college baseball, but I think you're right. One's coming. If he had taken a couple more steps towards Tim Hudson, he would have gotten it right there on Saturday. It's going to be like uh, in a competitive series. It's all fun and games when you're beating, you know, um, Texas State, Mm -hmm. you know, 15 to one, and you're. The super regional is one to watch, I think. Yeah. You know, if Notre Dame comes to town, like Notre Dame and State last year, if like Notre Dame comes to town and it's like a, a four to three game in the eighth inning and Notre, Notre Dame, Dame won't be intimidated by them, yeah. Yeah, and they hit a home run or something, then t- then you have the pitching the pitching coach or whoever that dude was last year that got thrown out of the College World Series. Mm-hmm. He comes out and starts chirping at the players and then they come off the benches. I, I, we're we're blaming Tony Vitello and these other coaches for that because they all do it. All the coaches instigate everything, and the players are players. I mean that happens all the time. But when you're when the authority figures of the team are acting like children, that's what happens, and that filters out into this immature fan base that thinks they're better than everybody else, mm-hmm. and the fan base follows uh, with that. I saw fifteen uh, Twitter pictures yesterday of that guy wearing the uh, John Snow coat. So, I mean, the, the fan base is, is just ridiculous. The head coach is ridiculous. They've been good once in the last 30 years in baseball, and this is what you get. So, I, I'm calling a fight this year between someone and them. There you go. Also, uh, Jason wants to know if the hate ads on Highway 61 was my family's place. I mean, there's some cousins, like a third cousin. I, I, I had no connection to it, though. Not the, not the Augustinelli cousins. No, no, the, the Haydad cousins. Uh, Dalton Lee has a question here that you and I might disagree on, I think. My wife and I are going to Europe in a month for a wedding in Paris. First off, I hate destination weddings so much. Unless one of these people is from Paris, I don't understand. Like, why would you make somebody <laughs> spend thousands of dollars to come to your wedding? That's neither here nor there. She is complaining about not getting better flight tickets. It's a nine-hour economy flight, but in my head, that extra save money can be used for fun. Is she right, or am I being more logical here? For me, Robbie, I would not do nine hours in coach. Like no. I can barely take four hours when I fly. You fly to like, like you fly to Las Vegas, like a four-hour flight. That That's is a, a miserable flight to, be, to me. Be cramped. I'm spending that money. I'm going to upgrade. I mean, you don't have to go like luxury class. You don't have to do the thing where you have your own pod, but I'm getting some more leg room for sure. For sure. The next time I take a, like a West coast flight, I'm doing first class or something. And and I don't know, I, you know like Robbie, for you, it's different because you're tall. It's, tough, it's different because I'm fat, but I don't I like that. Dalton, I've met you, but I mean, I don't, I don't re- remember you being especially tall. I know you're not, a, you're not a big, you're not a big guy like me. And your wife, I don't, I don't know, you know, what the height situation is there, but I would tell you that nine hours is a long time to be cramped into coach. I would, and, and like your wife is right. You know, it's just you know things get you know it's, it's, you got to spread out, especially when you're a guy. Yeah. Got to have my leg room. I got to be able to spread my legs a little bit, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean it's just it, that's why if I have the opportunity to get the exit row, I'm spending forty extra bucks on that or whatever. I can't get it is. the exit row. 
Why not? Because you won't agree to. No, because I'm fat. What? You have. They won't let fat people go there. I'm fat enough that I need the seatbelt extender, right? Oh. You you can't have that and sit on the exit row. That that's just discrimination. I I was willing to do it just to have the extra room. Well, if I had if I had the exit if I had the exit row, I could fly for for nine hours. Pretty different, yeah. But if you don't. Yeah. yeah. You want to, you don't. Plus, think about this like, chances are it's going to be a, a packed flight. That means you're three to a, a row. Somebody you don't know is going to either be sitting next to you or your wife the whole time. Yeah. That could be anyone. You want to go to a two seat row. Upgrade, upgrade, Dalton. We're, we're giving you advice here. 901 Stark Dog says, Welcome back. What's more shocking, state winning the national title last season or not making the NCAA tournament this season? It's clearly this season. Yes. Clearly. It's not even close. Well, I mean, they never won a national championship. I agree with that, but that team, if, if you go back to the beginning of the season last year, I said, look, this team's going to win the national title. I mean, it's not, it's not that surprising, right? They're preseason top 10. You would think, okay, you know, pitching held up. They, were, they, they, they had good hitting. They'll be, they were good. Whereas this year, this team was preseason top 10. If I go back and tell you in February, hey, they're not going to make the NCAA tournament, you would never believe that. It's just they had so much returning, and you had no indication that anybody could get injured like this. Right. And it's just you, – you're thinking about, like, are, are they going to be a national seed? That was, like, the biggest question mark. Can they sneak in there? They're going to host. There's no question they're going to host. Can they be a national seed? Well, now they're – not only are they not going to host, they're not going to make the tournament. That is definitely surprising. Yeah. Uh, also, from the Stark Dog, does Makai Polk have a better than average of chance of getting a roster spot with the Ravens, considering Hollywood Brown is no longer on the team? I, I don't think it affects him one way or the other. I mean, they need receivers, but I mean, an undrafted free agent. I don't think it, it's like they, I don't think they're looking at Polk as a replacement for Hollywood Brown, or they would have drafted him. Right. Yeah. Uh, Sheldon Nations asks. Outside of Tennessee, the SEC looks down. Is this pandemic related? No. In fact, the fact that the, all these extra players, they, they sh- the team should be better. It doesn't make sense for them to be this bad. Well, maybe they're just beating up on each other. I don't know. Well, they are, but you know, states losing to non state and Ole Miss have lost ridiculous non conference games this year. I mean, it's got nothing to do with that. So, uh, MSU Pace asks. What would your dream home and away for football be? We've had this question a few times. Mine is all my answer is always Notre Dame. Uh, I missed the question. Home and away for football. If you could schedule anybody for a home and home, um, Notre Dame or Florida State. I want like an old school brand. Yeah, exactly. Texas, um, USC mm-hmm. would be fun. Uh, I, I want to see. I want to see that old school brand on, like coming out of the tunnel, like when, Davis Wade. You know, it wasn't. It's not entirely the same, but sort of like when North Carolina played basketball here in the NIT. Yeah, there was something cool about like that's North Carolina. At the I home. mean, imagine looking down there and seeing like the golden dome gold helmets. Yeah, like that the, would be the legit. Buckeyes on the back of the helmet or something. Instantly. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Ohio State would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, we all know Ridley stepped out of bounds and John Wall crossed the three-point line early. What are some other bad beats that Mississippi State has had to endure? 
You're obviously too young to remember the name Dick Pace. Just leave <laughs> it at that. Don't want to go too far down that road without getting angry. And then, uh, you know, on that last drive against Auburn in 2010, Leon Berry dropped, dropped like it. a wide open pass. Yeah, yeah. Cyrus Mitchell dropping that pass. Put that in there. That would that that would be up there. Yeah, yeah. That's three good ones. Uh, malfunction Junction, a sentient traffic stop that no longer exists. As a question for us, this is all me too. Is there a college football comparison to Everton's situation? Historically mm-hmm. solid, but in the last five years they've watched their arch rival become arguably the best team in the world, and now are facing potential regu- relegation. South Carolina's decline slash Clemson's rise, but Carolina has, you know, not always been good. Auburn's not a good example either because Alabama has always been good. Then you had a stretch where Auburn was the best team, was better team for like two decades. Um, hmm. 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 I don't really. Maybe Florida, Georgia. Florida dominated that rivalry for so long. They were the better squad year in, year out. But then again, Georgia was always solid. Too. I, I, I don't know that there really is a good one to be. I mean, Georgia's about. down years were like eight wins. Yeah. Well, I mean, Georgia had some bad years there with Ray Goff and, and Jim Don. And, but yeah, but that, that was way before my time. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. Uh, Jerry Murdoch. Do you have the sweetest gig of all time? You get your own time off, and you get to enjoy my time off. What is this craziness? I mean, you still had to work last week, just not doing this podcast. Yeah, yeah, I still had to work. Yeah. I mean, the podcast is like, you know, 30 minutes out of my day usually. Yeah, this is the longest one, the, the rumblings. Um, also from Jeremy Murdoch, can you give a basic explanation of the wrestling character types you re- we mention regularly for us non-wrestling fans? So. Baby face and heel. Baby face is the good guy. The heel is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go back like historically, Hulk Hogan was the baby face in most of his things. Ric Flair was the heel in most of his things. And then just that's a white meat baby face. Yeah. Where you're, you're like, you're all American. You're yeah. all American guy. You know, like, like Hulk Hogan, say your prayers, take your right. vitamins. Right. John Cena. Yes. Uh, like, Cody Rhodes. There, there, and there's a difference between that and sort of what we would call like the the, the cool baby face, which would be what Stone Cold Steve Austin or, yeah. or the Rock. The anti the anti uh, anti hero. Anti hero. Yeah, exactly. Then you have the cool heels, where you know, like yeah. the rock when he was the bad guy was still people cheered for it. Adam Cole. Yeah. Adam Cole is a cool heel right now. Then you have what we you know they call like go away heat, which is as a bad guy, you want to get booed, but there are some people who get booed because you just genuinely can't stand that when they're on your television. X Pac um, heat. X Pac heat is what that's called. <laughs> people just they just didn't like him. He used Brandy, to be the Miz for me, but he's kind of grown on me over the years. The Brandy Rhodes has that heat now. Nobody yes. wants to see her. Dan Lambert has it in AEW. Although they've they've sort of face turned them now. So I don't know. Now now you're getting that with Sammy Guevara. Nobody wants to see it. Because he has a hot girlfriend. Well, and there's it goes a little further than that. But anytime you're like a douchey guy and you, your girlfriend is hot, the yeah. guys and the loser guys in the crowd are not going to like you. Correct. Correct. Uh, Hunter Johnson says if State finished 13 and 17, how far in Hoover would State have to go? 
And who do you think would start in game one for in, in Hoover? So talking about the NCAA tournament at 13 and 17? No chance. They'd have to they'd have to, they'd have to well, I don't know if they have to win it, but they would have Saturday? to get to they'd have to get to the semifinals. Okay. Who starts so that's, game that's one? probably like three wins. I mean, I, without knowing I mean, you're starting how, your best guys. I mean, you got to start if you're 13, 17. With, so Brandon think, Smith would start on Thursday against Tennessee. Could he come back on Tuesday? Um, yeah, probably. All right. Well, then that's the answer. Yeah, that's the answer. Would Thursday be their first game? Well, I was saying he would start Thursday against Tennessee in the final series. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. And then, then they would. Then he would have to start on Tuesday. Yeah, I think that's quite possible. But you know, they might not do that. They might. They might throw out uh, Pico or some uh, Mikey Tepper. Or was like the that. first name I thought of, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting this year seeing a team that has kind of treated the SEC tournament as just kind of a warm up for the NCAA tournament. Switch it now to yeah. we have to win some games. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the Saul Man, who I think is a new uh, Rumbler. Oh. If you had to get tattooed, would you go with two full sleeves or a full back piece? What would the overall theme theme, theme be? I could see Robbie with a Hulk Hogan back piece. Like Hulk Hogan's face? Yeah. On my yeah. back? Or maybe like him doing like the, the pose or something. Well, I don't know about that. I would do a, I would do a sleeve if I ever... I'm definitely doing... Like, I'm going... Like, my... My look would be, you know, a kind of a rock star look. But mm-hmm. if I get if I ever got like a sleeve, I'm getting I'm getting like ripped to do it. I I'm not gonna be like a flobby like guy with tattoos. Right. I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be kind of shredded a little bit. Yeah. So that's gonna take a lot more work for me. That's why I'm not getting tattoos anytime soon. I should go where I have the most room, right? And just have one right across my stomach that says, you know, buffalo wings or something. <laughs> That's where I'm going. Deposit um, here. There you go. Steven asked, this is the second week hiatus the podcast has taken this year. When can we expect the next one? Maybe in a few it, weeks. When, with, with probably like two that. weeks. Yeah. Just uh, give Brian time to get, get uh, a little tired. Yeah. Uh, when can we expect Hunter back on Gene's page? Hopefully never. Didn't he, he's already oh. come back. We, we, he's, he's got a troll account there. That was not him, apparently. I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that. Uh, last one here from Steven. What is your favorite kind of animal? And what would you be if you could be one? Velociraptor. Dog is my favorite kind of animal. Yeah, good lazy one, though. If, if I could be an animal, it would probably be like a bear. I want to be something that is, you know, there's not many, many things or people that could kill me. Yeah, that makes sense. Tiger. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna mess with no none of these animals are gonna mess with me. And it's gonna take several bullets to kill me. Yeah. By person. So give me put me in a body that I'm gonna be kind of, you know, king of the forest or whatever. I agree. I agree. Tiger lion. Tiger is probably a good choice, I think. Cheetah. Yeah. Uh all right, Matt Ball asks, what are your top three Disney soundtracks? You're going to have to answer this because I, I don't have a top three. I don't think I have a top oh, one. Top three. Um, let's see. You know, Encanto is moving up my list right now because we listen to it a lot. 
Moana is up there. Moana might be number one for me. Um, Tarzan is up there. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Moana, Tarzan, and Toy Story. Okay, some Ra- some Randy Newman. That'll work. Red-headed lady, lady looking back at Randy. <laughs> Reaching uh, for an apple. One bite, two bites. <laughs> uh, also from Matt Ball, what is your favorite MSU football defensive play over the last 15 years? Defensive play. Hmm. Uh, it might be Jeffrey Simmons. Didn't he like intercept a pass or something and run it back? Like fifty yards or something like that. I think he picked up a fumble against Louisiana Tech. Yeah, he scored, didn't he? Yes. Okay, that's a good choice. Was it that one or was it? Did he block a punt? I know he blocked a punt and scored. He he blocked a punt, but that that it was it was overturned, right? No, he okay. blocked a punt and scored. Maybe that's the Louisiana Tech thing I'm thinking of. But I, I want to say he picked, yeah, is he picked one up. I want to say he picked one up and ran it back. It's the same thing. Not not a punt, but a fumble. Uh-huh. I th- I, like, I think he had like two turnovers. Uh-huh. All right, but so for, I can't. For but, me, uh, you know, that same game might have been my favorite play with the third ball kickback. The ball kickback 85 yards. That's a good choice. That's a good choice, too. <laughs> um, we were just exploding in the press box with laughter. That was so funny. <laughs> um, last 15 years. So we're going back to 2007. Is that right? Yeah. So seven actually gives you a couple of good options, right? Derek Man, there's a lot of good six. ones. Derek Pegues pick six against Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a special teams play, so his punt return against Ole Miss wouldn't count. Um Corey Broomfield's interception in the Egg Bowl in 2009 where he pointed at Jevin Sneed on his way to the end zone. Yep. Um, Banks' pick six against Tebow, the long one in 2009, is a good choice. That's up there. Um, let's see. Oh, the, um, the Anthony Johnson pick six. Anthony Johnson pick six is in this discussion. That's probably a really good choice there. That might be the one. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. You know, I'm trying to just work my way through the years. Um, Sixteen, just a personal favorite, but Cedric Giles pick six against Ole Miss that to put the capper on that blowout win up there in Oxford. Um, quite a call from David Kellum on that one. I've never heard David Kellum's call of that. I need to. Go- I was listening. I was listening to it on the way to. Uh- <laughs> to a basketball game that night. I need, I need to find that. Oh, and there's an interception from Cedric Giles. And yeah, well, good. Harry looks like he's uh, heading in the end zone. <laughs> trying to think, 18, you know, that defense was so good. Was there one play that stands out? Oh, I, I, another, another, uh, from 14. They didn't score, but, you know, remember Auburn had like turnovers on back to back possessions in that game. So I guess I think it was, uh, Beniquas Brown who picked up a fumble. I mean, the, the place was just rocking at that point. Point. Oh, they had – Jay Hughes had an interception yeah. and Matt Wells. I Matt think. Wells, okay. Yeah. So that, and that then Quadri Antoine had a, oh, had a the fumble big force. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a special thing to play. Special yeah. thing to play. 
I'm going to go Anthony Johnson. I think that's just the right choice. It is. For, for personal favorite, though, Cedric Giles is tough to beat. Uh, last one from Matt here. What band do you wish could have made more music? My Chemical Romance. Okay. Um, that's, a, that's, that's out there, but I, mean, I, I, I feel like we're, I feel like they just disappeared. True. They did. Um, Alice and Chains. Yes. I know they're still together, but it's not the same. Pantera. That's an interesting choice. Dimebag uh, Daryl Dodd. Yeah. Alexandra Watson asks us. She has her dogs back, by the way. Oh. The dogs have left. Do you miss them? I, I do miss them. They, 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 I got kind of used to them. Uh, but she asked, do you think the NIL has an effect on how hard a player plays? I don't think so. I think once you get on the field, all that stuff it gets left behind. I think it will. You think so? Yeah. You think- I think I think we're about to see. I think I just I don't like the direction where this is headed, man. Um, and I'm I'm a I'm a guy that thinks that we should that players should be paid. Mm-hmm. But I think we're there's starting to be a bad precedent set here. It's not happening like it should have been intended to happen and that falls at the feet of people making the rules there's nobody has made any kind of uh rules to go along with this with the exception of you know the the legislation that's come out from the states but it's just turned in now to just openly paying players and paying like trying to get recruits it's it has nothing to do with the original goal to make sure that these players get compensated for their name, image, and likeness. Right. Video games. You're not wrong. Jerseys, things like that. I mean, we're just, I I think it's going, I think it's going to create division between teams in certain instances. Mm -hmm. We we already saw that with Miami kid the other day. Mm -hmm. Um, He was, he wanted what that guy was getting or whatever. I mean, it's just, and I and and I really do think that it's going to be. It, there is no pay for play or whatever, but I feel like it's going to dictate some things too. We'll Kids think they're not getting enough money. Well, I just won't. I just won't go out here and perform as hard. I'm not going to bust my butt. I'm not getting that money. The problem with that, though, isn't it that well, if you don't perform, how are you going to get the money? Because nobody's paying for scrubs. Well, guys that are under contract and they have it, they're going to get it no matter what because you can't you can't take that away from them just because they didn't they didn't play, you know. Hmm. All right, Ryan Nelson asks us who could help this current baseball team more: a Ross Mitchell eat up innings reliever or a Brian Weiss line drive three hundred plus hitter? It's got to be Ross Mitchell. Yeah, somebody reliable in the bullpen. That's they don't have somebody that can come in. You know, Preston Johnson the other day didn't have it. You could pull. You could have pulled Preston Johnson in the second inning if he didn't have it, knowing that Ross Mitchell could give you six. Uh, but they couldn't do that. They don't. They didn't have anybody that were that they right. felt good about coming out there and pitching eight innings or seven innings. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, Ford Polk are the black jerseys dead? What for baseball? Yeah, probably for a long time. I they might break them out every now and then, but. I don't see it happening anytime soon. You agree? 
Maybe they should bring them back. Uh, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. A little, little juju on them. Just try, try to change the mojo a little bit. If the Red Sox and the Mets played in the World Series, Robbie, who would you pull for? Oh, the Mets. Yeah, that's no what doubt. I doubt. Yeah, I don't have any ill will towards the Mets. There you go. Because they've been pretty much irrelevant for the last few years. Yeah. I, I know hate we are, the Red Sox. We're on the last one here from Ford. I know we aren't negligent with our pitchers' arms. Lamonis has proved that, but there seems to be an epidemic going on, not only at state, but across the country. This is just a weird year. Could the reason for state's woes be that we went further last year than we ever have, and that could be a contributing factor? I mean, it is just think, a weird year, first of all. Well, you know, this has, been, this has been something that's been happening a lot for the last six or seven years, these injuries. But I, I wonder if it, I wonder if, you know, that shutdown had anything to do with it. You know, you don't pitch as much uh, in 2020 and then you come back and you try to ramp it up to kind of get back up to, to speed and you, you put a little too much wear and tear on yourself. I wonder if we're seeing some effects from 2020 at this point. I could be wrong. I haven't measured it. I haven't done any research on it, but yeah. it feels like 2020 could have something to do with it. Kurt says they, they always say, you know, like the Tommy John and the effects of all that, it starts way beyond just recent years. It goes back to Little League, travel ball, all that stuff. Like it's, it's way back um, when you start really kind of putting a wear and tear in your elbow. So it's, it's not necessarily something that just happens like this year. Like I, I think it just happens over time. Yeah. Uh, Kurt says he's in need of a good glass half full storyline about next year's baseball team. Any thoughts on who will take next steps entering freshmen? What can we expect? Thank you. I think the biggest glass half full thing is it's Mississippi State baseball. The last time they were really bad, the next year they won the SEC and hosted a super regional. And you didn't really, you didn't really know that they were going to be good that year, right? Either. I mean, you you, you expect them to be better because they had guys returning and all that. But I mean, they added. You know, some junior college guys. You didn't know that, you know, Nate Lowe was going to be hitting like he did or um, Jacob Robson was going to be doing what he did. It's just a, a wait and see. Yeah. You know, there, there's there's going to be opportunities to, to really take a step. RJ Sweatman says, with the fate of our team almost certain, who do you point the finger at, coaching or players? I mean, it's for me, it's more about the players. The coaches, especially in baseball, you can only do so much. You put a guy out there and he doesn't perform. Well, I mean, how is that on the coach? And that you know, they didn't forget how to coach, right? The things that that made them successful in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty one are some of the same things that they've done this year. Yeah, it's just not working. This this particular roster is just not working. Um, and you know, there's been some things that they've done that were questionable, but. That's baseball. That's how baseball works. You you take one thing here and one thing here, and this might work and this might not. And it hasn't worked for, for the coaches this year. But I don't think they've just all of a sudden become bad coaches. I agree. Um, RJ Sweatman also wants to know, get, we have to get rid of one. Beef jerky, Slim Jims, pickled sausage, or pickled eggs? It's an easy one. Pickled eggs I'm not, are gone. I'm not eating – Either one of the pickles. You're right. Stuff. Me either. But well, the egg is I, disgusting. It's got to go. The, 
the egg, you know, there was a little convenience store in Louisville. My dad used to go in there every morning and talk to guys and drink coffee and stuff. And we go in there. They always had those pickled eggs mm-hmm. sitting up there just floating and that vinegar or whatever it is. And I just thought, who in God's name is eating that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see here. The Flying M, we're ranking number 40s. Derek DePasquale, Frank Dowsing, Elijah McNamee, Gene Morgan, Walter Packer, Errol Thompson. Dowsing was a, an All-American football player. Also one of the first African-American Black, yeah. players at Mississippi State. So he's number one for me. Yes, he, uh, he changed the game at Mississippi State, literally. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's number one. I think it was, you know, Walter Packer had a great career. I, I can't remember. McNamee's moments, but, though, make him number two for me. Would you put McNamee over Errol Thompson? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, well, I'd do McNamee, Errol Thompson, Walter Packner, what? Packner. Packer. Packer, Gene Morgan, Derek D. Pasquale. All right. Uh, Carter Bentley asks, what's more surprising? Might Bianco having a job next year or Brandon Walker's golf game? Well, Bianco might have a job. It's just not going to be at Ole Miss. So I guess I have to go with Brandon Walker's golf game. Brandon's golf game is just kind of like Happy Gilmore. He's a natural athlete. It, did, we, did we see anything of him like on an actual green or like? No, just, at the, just at the top golf. So. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean – that, that that's a happy Gilmore moment for him. All right. So I don't know uh, if I don't know if I'd give him that much credit. All right. Uh, Mangum Cafe asks, rank these bad drivers. Never use a turn signal. Almost stops before getting into the turn lane. Slow driver in the left lane. Slow driver in the left lane is number one bet worst in my opinion. Get yes. over. It's always no offense, but it's always little old ladies. Oh, it's not always. You you, you see some people who are just not smart. mostly. It's mostly. I agree. Uh, what's your favorite deli sandwich meat? Um, probably turkey. Okay, but my favorite sandwich is a club. So let's just put put ham and turkey in there. I can't believe you missed a layup like that. It's Gabagool. The Gabagool. The Massimo. All right. And then our last question. Uh, Jack Byers, how does Tennessee baseball Twitter fans uh, compare to some of the Twitter fan bases to come at you? So let's put them there with Ole Miss football, uh, South Carolina women's, Basketball. I don't know. Ole Miss baseball. Ole Miss baseball might be worse. All right, then tw- the Tennessee. No, no. Uh, then Ole Miss football. So it's Tennessee the worst. I've, I've muted almost all of Ole Miss's fan base. Every one of them that comes to my mentions or something, they're muted pretty much. I feel you. Um, yeah. So uh, Tennessee right now, the fan base as a whole on Twitter is has got to be number one for me. They're they're awful. Um, South Carolina women's basketball is also one of the worst. Um, Auburn is not great. Uh, Vanderbilt baseball, there's only like five of them. 
but you know they're kind of ridiculous too. Uh, who else? Alabama. I don't really, I don't really take them seriously because most of them didn't even go to school there, so it's just kind of like funny. There you go. Yeah. All right. I can't think. I can't think of anybody else that really is. Um, going wild in my mentions. All right, especially of late. All right, tomorrow's show. Talk some baseball. Might talk some football. Maybe some basketball. You know, MSU sports. See what it is, man. Yay! Talk to you guys tomorrow for Robbie's Walk. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.